Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. In this standalone episode, I read my essay titled, Humiliation is Deadly, Exploring a Status Game Model for Understanding Negative Behavior. I've been thinking for a few years about the danger presented by humiliated people in groups. That is, people who not only feel like they have no respect and no options to gain any respect, but who also feel that, one, they deserve those things, and two, that somebody else is the cause of them not having them. I think both of these are critical. If you feel tread upon, but feel like it's just the natural order of things, you're less likely to be angry about it. But if you feel you're better than this, and that you're being disrespected, and that it's your time to rise up, well, then there will be problems. I just read a few phenomenal books by Will Storr one of which was called The Status Game. Its premise is that status is the ultimate game, and that all other games are really just embedded mini-games. Money, power, etc. None of those would be important if they didn't impart status. Throughout the book, he looks at many instances of people who've become violent, both individuals and groups, and points to events where they were acutely humiliated. He also talks about people being mostly tied to a particular status game and how extraordinarily difficult it is for someone to switch once that status game is lost or removed. Educated U.S. white workers 50 years ago had a thriving status game. It was being a solid American, working at a known company, having a healthy family, being a good Christian. And all media was about white people and performed by white people with other races and cultures basically being background scenery. These are mostly gone now, whether from automation or atheism or globalism or the reduced oppression of other ethnic groups. Anyone playing a status game based on white cultural dominance in the U.S. is currently in bad shape. And that's just one example. Let's look at some more examples where, one, people are either lacking a status game or they have one where they're losing. And two, where they are angry about this. So the first one is school shooters. So the status game is high school, which is very yikes. Good looks, humor, charisma, athletics, academics are primary. And kids without those are often bullied. Bullying often becomes humiliation. Access to social media lets them find similar people who are also angry. Those people might also be part of groups who can offer another status game. And that status game might be based on racism or nationalism or misogyny. There's extensive study being done right now on these topics, but it seems obvious that bullied kids are gravitating towards forums that promote hate. And most of that hate seems to be based around race, nationalism, or hatred of women. So next one here is white people. So I said in 
front view mirror 2021 edition that I thought white people were going to be the dominant terror threat for some time in the future. I wrote, the rise of terrorism in the U.S. and Europe caused by factions of white people. As demographics continue to change in Europe, in the U.S., and Canada, inspect increasing numbers of young white males to gravitate towards extremism as an alternative to being told they are guilty, worthless, unworthy of mates, etc. Anyone who would tell them that they're valuable and attractive and that they should be proud will be irresistible to large numbers of them. Examples include Mormonism, communism, white nationalism, supremacy, etc. So here I'm speaking generally of young, less educated, less fortunate white people who don't have many economic or mating options and the older generation who told them that they're being stolen from. In their minds, they used to be on top in the U.S., and then it all got messed up by somebody. Could be the blacks, the Jews, the liberals, women, or whatever their particular group or forum is focused on. Extreme left culture is doubling down on this by messaging that all white people should feel guilty and ashamed. And this makes it really easy for extremist groups to recruit young white males into groups that channel hate. And most importantly, they provide a new status game, a status game based on being proud of something, which is usually either whiteness or Americanness or being a man. Not necessarily in that order. Again, the research is just starting off on this stuff. And I've also been thinking about how this applies to China. China was successful for hundreds of years, more successful than anyone. They had the best math, the best technology, the most literate population. And they had won their chosen status game, which was something like Confucianism and Taoism. They opted out of the status games of other regions, the ones that they were playing, like Europe and the U.S. and Russia and the rest of the world, and they got left behind. And during this time, they got invaded, conquered, experienced famines, social and political upheaval, and general misery. They even have a name for this, and they refer to it often in their current political speeches by the current leader. It's called the Century of Humiliation. I mean, it's right there in the name. They actually call it the century of humiliation. A lot of people do. And the current president uses this as the fire to motivate the Chinese people, essentially saying, we were disrespected and ignored for too long. We're not going to let that happen anymore. We're going to be the world power now, and China will be restored to its former and true glory. And that that's just a paraphrase that I made up, but there are dozens of speeches from Xi and previous leaders that are very similar to this. It's basically make China great again. Analysis here. So we need to be a bit careful with these types of models. They're useful, but it's too easy to over-attribute them if you turn them into a fetish, right? So there are obviously lots of factors that go into making someone aggressive or violent or otherwise antisocial. But I do think this pride and status and humiliation model has a lot of explanatory power. One of the most interesting and powerful things about this model is that it actually hints at a solution. If the cause of so much of our negativity 
in the world as individuals and groups, feeling like they have no value and no status game that they can play without being horrible, then why not focus on building better status games? And why not create culture and messaging that restores status to those who feel like it's been taken away from them? So here's a narrative for would-be school shooters. Hey guys, so many of the most successful people in the world today also felt exactly as you do right now. It is okay to be different. It's okay not to be popular. It's okay to be an introvert. You can be awesome. I know you can and that you will. We have your back and come talk to us if you need any help. Here's the narrative for white people. Hey guys, it's cool to be white, okay? It doesn't mean you're better than anyone. You're not. But nobody's better than you either. Keep your chin up. You're seeing tons of black and Asian people in the media because they've been hidden for so long and they need some spotlight. And the immigrants are killing it because they hustle their asses off, just like you used to 50 years ago. If you hustle like that, you will still have your shot. Chill. You're awesome. They're awesome. We're all awesome. We have your back and come talk to us if you need any help. And here's the narrative for China. Hey guys, China rocks. As the US, as Europe, as the entire world, we have tremendous respect for you. What happened to you during those hundred years was reprehensible. You didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. We see you. You're smart, you're dedicated, you're hardworking, and you care about the health of your country as a whole, which is something much of the world could learn from you. Chill out. You're awesome. They're awesome. We're all awesome. We have your back and come talk to us if you need any help. We need to understand who's hurting and why, especially those who are being given harmful explanations for their treatment by extremists, because those are the people most likely to hate and hurt others. In other words, we need to build healthy status messaging and healthy status games for those that are suffering most. The alternative status games are already out there, and they come from extremists that are actively recruiting our youth. We must create and broadcast healthy alternatives. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.